1: This is Mortgage Matters with Misha, your source for real estate market updates and strategies and answers to your real estate lending questions. Now, to provide you with insight and help you navigate the constantly changing world of real estate lending, here's your host, financial services expert Misha Dimitruk.
0: Good afternoon, Bay Area. This is Misha Dimitruk, NMLS 694427, branch manager from Sunny Santa Cruz, here with you once again to bring to you strategy, information, education, new vantage points. And as always, what I hope is pointed information that helps you with your real estate financing needs. And whether you're in a transaction, looking to get into a transaction, or or whether you are just future planning for your next endeavor, whether it's expanding that portfolio or stepping out into a totally different realm of your comfort zone when it comes to real estate, I want you to bring those questions and how you manage that process to me so that I can understand how to provide information to our greater community that gives everyone an understanding of what's out there in the marketplace. I'm a huge proponent of that age-old statement that we probably all heard in elementary school. If you have a question, raise your hand and ask it because likely there are people out there who won't raise their hand and that you all need to get that information. So please give me a call 831-435-0385. You can contact me by email, Misha, M-E-S-H-A at EssexMortgage.com or by Facebook or LinkedIn. Now, Last week's challenge, for those of you who are new to the show, we do a weekly challenge, and I ask you to give me a call with the results or your questions and comments about the challenge. Last week's challenge was reassessing your buying power. For those of you out there who have called in and and spoken to me about how challenging it is to reassess somewhat weekly in this fast-paced environment, I hear you. And I'm I'm really excited that you called to share with me how each of you are looking at it differently and how the show is helping you gain information about how to ask those questions and stay on top of your own qualifications so that you end up victorious in this process. Um, So I spoke with Ernesto. Ernesto was calling because I had talked about the 40-year mortgage, and Ernesto was really looking to understand how his buying power would be affected or how he could somewhat insulate himself, even within the same reasonable shopping range, by looking at the 40-year. And Ernesto, that was an excellent idea and, and definitely something that, you know, I'm sure you're seeing the benefit of because the concept there is spreading that mortgage payment out over another 10 years. And often with a 40-year loan, you do have the option of 10 years of interest only. You don't have to pay interest only. You can pay principal and interest all the way along. But the opportunity of spreading that payment out over another 10 years gives you that monthly manageability that really makes it work for you. And that is really what we are focusing on right now particularly with prices as high as they are, but just sort of as an all-the-time thing. How do you make the expense digestible is by looking at the monthly basis. How are your finances structured when you are in the monthly position of paying a certain dollar amount? How much flexibility do you have? And with that concept of spreading the payment out over another 10 years, the opportunity is totally there for you to expand or at least keep your payment in line with where you were hoping to within a similar price point range. But wanting to understand that flexibility of being able to extend out in purchase price, go up higher, and keep that monthly obligation as small as possible while still making forward progress, paying down that loan balance and and getting somewhere. So I'm, I'm excited that You recognize that that is a viable opportunity for you and that that's actually going to help you capture a property instead of backing out of the market. And that's really what I'm hoping to bring with all of this information is that anyone who's listening or maybe has been told in the past no or that this is your stopping point when rates get to a certain percentage point, you won't have an opportunity anymore unless you're going to buy down. That's something that I'm hearing a lot coming out from buyers in the marketplace where they said, well, my, my lender said if I get to 5% on rates that I just don't qualify anymore. This is a very pointed piece of the conversation because that information is limiting. When there are a wide array of options out there for buyers and being aware of those options is going to allow you that flexibility to make sure that you can capture a property that you are seeking. Rather than feeling like you have one shot at it, if it's now or never, and after that, you're just going back to renting forever. So if you've been told you have this is the end of the road for you, if you don't get this, rates are sort of pricing you out of the market, give me a call. Let's have a conversation about how we can adjust the financing for you so that you can continue to shop for that home that you and your family and your loved ones deserve. It's definitely attainable, and it's just a matter of flexibility. Uh, I, I received a call from Suzanne who wanted to ask me how it is that I have all of these types of loan programs when she talks with her lender at her bank and they don't know anything about them. So, Suzanne, I really appreciate this type of call because it really helps me relay out to our listeners some of the challenges that all of you are having, which is when you strike up that conversation about what you hear about here on the show or in other places, the people that you're speaking to if they don't know about these products it's not necessarily that you know that they're ghost products that they don't exist it's just that the people that you're speaking to don't have the flexibility within their lending apparatus to sell you that product and if they can't sell it then they don't get versed in it um, It's and i use the restaurant analogy all the time if you're going in for to a pizza restaurant, and you try to order tacos, they might not have it. And they might look at you like, well, we don't have tacos, we sell pizza. So it's in the lending environment, there are direct lenders, they lend their own money. There are correspondent lenders, which means that we are underwriting to someone else's programs, but we are keeping that in house. And then there are brokering opportunities. And that means that I look for other lenders, other institutions, other investors who may have a product that you need, and I connect the two of them. Some people are direct lenders only, and they have a limited pool of loan options for you. And that's typically your big box banks, your community credit unions. Um, They may have a one-off flexibility product, but they're not going to have a wide array of lending options typically. Um, Now, so being that I'm a direct lender and I have correspondent opportunities and I have brokering opportunities, I have my finger on the pulse of all of them. And I have the ability to adjust where it is we go with a client's file based on that individual client's needs. That gives me the best ability to serve my client's greater good rather than just saying, here's the five things that I have. And if you don't fit into one of those buckets, then I'm going to say you don't qualify That's a very misleading statement for a lot of people, because what they should say is what we don't have something that would fit your needs here. But most of the time they don't. And referring outside of their institutions is typically not something that they are allowed to say. Uh, I would go out on a limb and say, but um, but also it's, it's frowned upon to direct people out the door rather than explain to them how they could you know, get themselves together to come back in and be part of that company's opportunities. Big Box Bank is definitely in that realm where they have a limited pool of product to be able to sell you, you know, a 30-year, a 15-year fixed, uh, and maybe newly now some we're seeing some adjustable rate loans that you'll see advertised as ARMS Adjustable Rate Mortgage. Those are the standards, I would say, but these are not standard times. And in the not standard times, we need to make sure that we are reaching into that bag of tricks and not just playing that story of being a one-trick pony. And this is how we better serve the community is by making sure that we provide them with options that meet their financial needs and allow them the financial growth to get their foot in the door, to get appreciation building, to get a tax benefit and shelter of property ownership. And that pride of home ownership doesn't have to necessarily be just the one loan that everyone talks about all the time. So if you are in the position where you need to understand the flexibility that's available to you and you don't feel like you're getting that with your current lender, I really encourage you to reach out to myself or one of the other professionals here at Essex Mortgage and let us walk you through the array of opportunity that is out there. Now, everyone's hearing that interest rates are coming up and interest rates are rising. But does that mean that the slowdown in the market is going to happen, does that mean that house prices are going to start to decline? And what we're seeing is not yet. Now, that doesn't mean that won't happen down the road. And that doesn't mean that, that we won't see a certain dip in the, the numbers. Once everyone who got locked in before interest rates came up as much as they have, let's say anyone who got locked in in February is probably likely to be closed by the 60-day mark. And so maybe by next month, we'll start to see the numbers that will really dictate how we are looking at the future. Did sales actually come down because rates went up? I'm hearing buyers are still out making offers. I'm seeing buyers still making offers where they are exceeding the list price. And I'm seeing appraisal contingencies and appraisal gap contingency, which is where The property is not anticipated to appraise for what the purchase price is or still being written into contracts. That tells me that the market is still very active and that we have not seen any type of plateauing or slowing in market growth as of yet. So for those of you who think, well, um, have I missed my opportunity to capture some market appreciation? The answer to that is no. Now, additionally, to add to that, for those of you who are thinking that this might be the top of the market, I can tell you. There are only two times that your property actually has value, when you buy and when you sell. So even if you purchase now and the market fluctuated in some capacities, whether it was up or down, all of that is just perception until you actually take the cash from the property and walk away. Until that point, all the changes that happen in between are just how the market flows. And real estate is a long-term investment strategy. There are people who have definitely made money in short-term capacities, but for those of you who are looking at just buying a single family home or a condo or a townhouse for yourselves, please understand that the opportunity to secure in your housing expense, to bring yourself the pride of home ownership, to give yourself that gift of not having to worry about moving again, and potentially some tax benefit is still available for you. And that is what is the paramount picture here. If you don't find that you have any interest in homeownership, if you aren't excited about the opportunity of owning a home, if you don't want to be doing any of these things, then it's okay to not get into the buying game if you don't want to do that in your own personal capacity. But if you're still looking to do that as an investment opportunity, I can tell you that is still tremendously affordable. There are more options for investors to purchase with loan support than there have been in the market in many, many years. And when we come back from this break here in the next moment, we will have a nice little conversation about all the flexible lending opportunities available to investors. You're listening to Mortgage Max with Misha. Again, my phone number, 831-435-0385, M-E-S-H-A at EssexMortgage.com. We'll be back in just a
1: few. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk.
0: All right, Bay Area, we are back. Before the break, we were talking about alternative financing options for investment properties. And specifically, an investment property is a property that you don't intend to reside in as a primary residence. You don't intend to hold that property um, and use for your own personal use, but is intended to be used as a rental. And in- Financing and investment property, traditional financing for those people who have extensive portfolios or uh, tremendous amounts of assets that they hold in real estate now, whether or not they are leveraged, requires a lot more money. Than the flexible options that are out there, and when I say it requires a lot more money, it's because in traditional financing, a conventional lending product, where you provide your tax returns and your bank statements and your pay stubs and W twos and whatnots, all of that would require that you also have a six month at least reserve for each property that you hold. Now. Some will require you have a reserve on properties with uh, only with a mortgage. Most will require that you have a six months of reserves for each property to include taxes and insurance, as well as any mortgage payment and uh, homeowners association dues for every single property. So unless you have a substantial cash holdings, uh, then that can be the restrictive piece for investors. The streamlined process for an investor right now is many folds to be transparent. Um, The debt service loan is probably the easiest one that's going out there right now. The debt service loan requires a minimum credit score. Some products will allow you to go down to a 600 credit score. Some down payments as low as 15% down, but the best rates are garnered when you're putting between 20 and 30. Traditional lending products would be 25%. And what happens there is your income is not included. There's no debt to income. We're not looking at how much money you bring in versus the credit that's shown on your credit report or looking at any of the rest of a portfolio. The transaction is pinpointed to the one subject property. An appraisal is completed on that property. And as long as the property meets the appraised value and the appraiser provides a market rent analysis that either meets, exceeds, or doesn't quite meet the intended payment, principal interest, tax, and insurance, and any applicable HOAs, then there's a loan option for you. Now, that gets a little bit confusing because there's certain investors that have a loan option. If the intended rent does not cover just a point blank, it does not meet 100% of what the expected expense is, they will offer you this type of a rate. If it meets 100% of the intended payment with that market rent, then it is subject to a different rate. There are other investors who even expand on that. And if the intended rent per the appraiser's market analysis exceeds the expense to the 125% mark, then an even better rate is offered. But that is essentially it. So it's credit score, asset, meaning the funds for down payment, and six months reserved on the subject property only, the appraisal with market rent analysis. Now, all of the title work still does need to come in, the, the property can't have other liens on it, there can't be other people who own it, um, but essentially if it's the appraised value comes in, if the market rent analysis shows what the intended rents are, there's an option for either doesn't meet, meets, or exceeds what the intended payment is, and with the evidence of your down payment, closing costs, and six months of reserves, that is the entirety of qualification for an investor. It's a very, very simplified process. That is one of the investment-friendly loan options that's out there right now. And it is something that has been picked up by almost every lending institution out there, aside from big Big Box Bank and aside from credit unions, because they see the relevance in the market. They see that each one of these individual properties can be looked at as an individual to determine its cash flow. And just as much as the realization has been made that more people carry more debt successfully over the last few years than they ever have in history, the understanding that we don't need to get everyone's properties all bundled into a heap and take a look at across everything, how does it work? If we look at each individual property and focus on whether or not that property cash flows for itself, then that's the opportunity for us to make this loan. If you are considering purchasing an investment property, even if you are thinking you might be buying an investment property because you've been priced out of a primary residence in the area that you were looking to buy, still purchasing an investment property is going to be of huge advantage to you. There are reports that indicate that upwards of 40% of people who apply for a home loan are not qualifying at this point. So that means the rental pool is still going to be very hot button. And in the Bay Area, it always will be. We are going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. You are again listening to Mortgage Matters with
1: Misha. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk.
0: All right. We're back. One of the things that people ask me about very frequently is and particularly this time of year, is about self-employed borrowers and how advantageous it is it for them to look at how to file their taxes claiming less deductions and showing greater income on paper and paying tax for that greater income than it would be if they took an alternative lending product, and oftentimes I meet with clients who are two schools of thought, and one of them is that they readily appreciate the opportunity to complete their taxes as the IRS allows and deduct as many expenses as they possibly can, and therefore they accept wholeheartedly that in order to not pay tax and claim all of the expenses, they will be required to use an alternative lending product to purchase. And they happily do so because the money that they spend in interest rate goes towards something as opposed to paying just tax on higher income by not claiming all of the expenses on their business. There are other people who would rather file their taxes, go through the rigors of waiting the two years to get to a two-year average for sizable lending products, such as jumbo loans, or waiting that period of time out to make sure that they have the qualifying income on paper before they try to make a purchase. And in this environment, for a lot of people, because particularly for the self-employed, the last two years found a wide variety of income opportunities, either loss or gain, depending on the industry that they were a part of there are people who elected to not try to make a purchase because the last two years were difficult on them and they wanted to make sure they felt financially stable. And I respect that tremendously. If you don't feel like you're certain that your employment, whether it's self-employed or you are an employee is going to sustain you being able to make that payment, then that's the type of stress we want you to avoid. If there are those people out there though, that are saying, well, I, My business dipped because of pandemic, and now I'm back and doing better than ever, and I've restructured, and I've figured out how to cut costs, and we're more profitable and stronger than we were before. But on paper, the prior two years just doesn't support where I am today. Please know that there are still lending options out there for you. The down payment is still going to be needed. The credit score is still going to be needed. So we would still want to take a look at all of those aspects of the financing for you but there are bank statement loans that can take in the deposits brought into your business bank statement to derive a stream of income. There are profit and loss only statements that allow your CPA to prepare the profit and loss and show your income through profit and loss. And then there's the opportunity for no income documentation. And that is something that's out there in the market for primary residents only. So if you fall into the category where you don't feel like Your taxes are going to support your ability to buy. And I had this conversation just before the show. There was a gentleman who knew that his taxes did not support the income level he would need to make the purchase that he was seeking, even though he showed positive income on his taxes. The ability to use the no documentation loan to purchase the property at a dollar value that allowed him to capture the property he wanted was the best product for his needs as his income was increasing rapidly over the last six months. So if you need flexible options, if you need someone to walk you through how to achieve the property that you know you deserve, please give me a call, 831-435-0385. Email Nisha, M-E-S-H-A at EssexMortgage.com. Don't feel like you have to turn around and file those taxes showing higher income than necessary or not getting to claim all of the deductions of your business just because you're hoping to buy a house at some point in the future. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back.
1: This is Mortgage Matters with Misha, with financial services expert Misha Dimitruk.
0: All right, refinancing. Lots of people come to me on a daily basis as rates are increasing, asking, is, is refinancing now a bad idea? And the answer is, it depends on your, specific set of situation and circumstances. For those of you who maybe did not refinance, whether it was credit or income related, and you're wondering if this is still a good time to refinance, I can tell you that rates are still historically low. In addition, for those of you who are maybe saying at this point, now you need to look at taking money out of your property, taking out a line of credit, or making those repairs or upgrades, again, because maybe you didn't do that before, you didn't know your value was going to increase as much as it has, or if you just purchased in the last two years and you're just realizing this giant appreciation and trying to figure out how to utilize it, there's still opportunity for you to tap into that equity. When it comes to a formal refinance, there's still the ability to refi into a 30-year loan, but if you're looking to minimize that monthly obligation, the 40-year loan is an excellent way of minimizing that monthly payment while still getting the dollar amount that you need. If you are considering a home equity line of credit, because maybe you refinanced the, the larger portion of what you owe on your property into a great fixed low rate, and, but you still wanna tap into that equity, home equity lines of credit are still readily available through many institutions. Some big box banks are still not offering these because they feel like it subjects them to too much vulnerability. And that just means they've given you too much access to your own cash that's in the form of equity in your house. Um, So these are still opportunities for you, and there's still the ability for you to tap into your property's equity and utilize that to the best of your ability. The best set of circumstances is the one that gives you the most structure for your monthly obligation. The home equity line of credit is going to be an adjustable rate loan, and that is going to mean that you'll be subject to the market shifts. It does afford the opportunity to make an interest-only payment in the first 10 years of the loan and convert to a 20-year principal and interest repayment only. Now, that's most home equity lines of credit are typically 30-year loans. Some credit unions may offer only a 20-year loan, so know what you're looking at when you're comparing between the different institutions and be certain that you understand the difference between how many years you have of interest only and how many are required principal and interest. And do you even get the opportunity to make an interest only payment? If you're looking to take out a home equity line of credit for future needs, you don't have an immediate need right now for it, but it's really just for cash flexibility for those future property needs or maybe a future investment the home equity line of credit might be the right catalyst for you. If you are doing a specific project and you need that finite amount of money right now, all of it, it may still be at your best advantage to take out a refinance of a fixed rate loan, even if it's the 30 or the 40 year, to give you that stability going forward. If you're going to spend it all at one time, then it's best for you to lock in that payment and be confident about what it is that your expenses are going forward. If you have questions about whether one is more advantageous than the other, if you have need to understand how that 40-year loan is still going to bring you benefit uh, when rates are higher than maybe you were looking at before, or if you find yourself in the position where now you're realizing the amount of equity you have in your property and you just really need to tap into it. These are still great rates, ladies and gentlemen. They are still historically low and they still provide you a ton of financial flexibility. Now, there's still a select group of the market that purchased and is carrying mortgage insurance. For those of you who are carrying mortgage insurance and if you put, if you took out an FHA loan and you put less than 10% down, You want to make sure that you refinance out of that loan in order to get out of your mortgage insurance, even if you have not yet achieved 20% equity. Why? Because if you put less than 10% down on an FHA loan, your mortgage insurance lasts for the life of the loan. Even if you refinance into a loan with a higher interest rate on it, your mortgage insurance will eventually fall off in a conventional loan. That is not the case with an FHA loan if you put less than 10% down. So please be aware that even though you might be going up in interest rate, the long-term benefits of getting rid of that mortgage insurance now is going to be, or even in the near future, is going to be a benefit for you over the long haul. And it's definitely still something worth looking at. Additionally, your credit score might be in a different or better improved place. If you've made a purchase in the last few years and you have a satisfactory on-time payment rating, that mortgage may have given you a credit boost. So you may be finding yourself in a better position to refinance than you were at the time of purchase. And that's the best benefit of having your actual information reviewed, having a look at your credit score, having a look at your qualifying income, and understanding how much equity you've actually gained based on the market's appreciation. If any of these things are something you need support and guidance with, if you have been receiving letters in the mail and they seem like they're all coming from your lender, but they have a different lender's name at the bottom, please understand that now with these times, there's more marketing that is more confusing than ever. I have clients that call me on a daily basis and say, hey, I got a letter from you that says XYZ. And I always ask them, send me a copy of that letter. And then I highlight to them where at the bottom it says, this is a solicitation from, and it talks specifically about a new loan being initiated from a different company. Marketing is very sneaky. And even though our industry is very heavily regulated, there are ways that they can slip by by getting you with the fine print. And so I always encourage, if you get a piece of mail, if you get an email, if you get a solicitation of some kind, contact the loan officer that you worked with to get that loan rather than calling the 800 number associated with that piece of marketing or that solicitation. It definitely can save you going down the rabbit hole or feeling like you may be talking to that lender or that lender's company that you worked with before and only come to find out that you have applied with a totally different company and now you're in a situation that you are not at all comfortable with. So again, if you are interested in understanding what your equity can do for you, getting rid of your mortgage insurance, or utilizing a flexible financing option in order to find yourself the best possible monthly obligation, give me a call. 831-435-0385. We're going to take a break and we'll come back with my favorite part of the show, the weekly challenge.
1: It's Mortgage Matters with Mesha once again, here's Misha Dimitruk.
0: All right. We are back with my favorite portion of the show, the weekly challenge. I wish we had a drum roll to play. So, for this week's challenge, I'm speaking to those seniors within our community who have refinanced recently, or maybe not. Um, those of you who are considering retirement, those of you who have retired and are looking at your finances and your portfolios and wanting to be certain about how to stabilize your your situation for the future with the cost of goods and services increasing with impending inflation coming and with the year-over-year increase in social securities not being enough to really make bridge the gap in covering your expenses, how are you going to make sure that you make it through successfully without the stress of finances looming over you and causing you worry, angst, anxiety, health situations. It's really the equity in your home. I tell my senior clients all the time when they tell me they've they've worked really hard to make their house the home that it is, and they've spent years and decades paying for it. Now is the opportunity for your house to do the work for you. For many people within our community, They've gained plenty of equity over the last few years and even more in the years before that with our standard market appreciation of 11% around the Bay Area, which was a giant leap over the national average of 4%. And the opportunity for you to utilize that equity and benefit from it is really achievable. Whether you have a mortgage, On your property now or you own your property free and clear you have the ability to take out a reverse mortgage a reverse mortgage is a mortgage that is attached to your property just like a forward mortgage you still own the property you whether you own it individually whether you own it in the name of your trust you have the ability to still own the property it's not owned by the bank it still has a loan associated with it the difference is you're not making payments on it so how would your life change if you weren't making that mortgage payment, you'd still be maintaining the property, you'd still be paying for your taxes and insurance, but the opportunity for you to minimize that biggest expense for most people of their mortgage payment, principal and interest, can be life changing and allow you the opportunity to ensure your financial freedom and your financial well being for the duration of your life. The reverse mortgage requires no payments to be made as long as that property is maintained as your primary residence. It means you can travel, you can visit other places, you can visit other homes and other properties, as long as that property remains your primary. There is no need to make a payment. You can make interest-only payments on it if you wish, but it affords you a tremendous amount of financial flexibility. And for those of you who are maybe concerned that when the time comes that you've passed away or if you wish to sell the property, that maybe the house might not be worth what it's marketed at now, with that new loan associated with it, the reverse mortgage will settle for 93% of market value. You're never going to be upside down in your reverse mortgage because that property is protected through HUD, Housing and Urban Development, who designed this program. This is not a program that is designed to zap equity from our senior population, but rather to allow them the opportunity to stay home living in their house for as long as possible, and whether that means freeing up equity to pay for additional services that allow them to stay there, hire the landscaper, hire the housekeeper, hire the people to do the jobs for you that you can no longer do, bring in care so you can stay in your home rather than go to a facility. This is the opportunity for you. So please, for those seniors out there in the market, let's take a look at that and understand how to have you set for your best financial future. You have been listening to Mortgage Matters with Misha. This show rebroadcasts tomorrow from 2 to 3 and Sundays from 3 to 4. If you have any questions or any needs, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. 831-435-0385 or Misha, M-E-S-H-A, at EssexMortgage.com. It's a pleasure being with you again, and I look forward to next week. Be well and stay safe, Bay Area.